Hello out there and welcome to a new episode here at the Virtual Frontier, the podcast about virtual teams created by Virtual Team. Today's topic of our Q&A session is how to become an attractive workplace in 2021. What can you do so your organization becomes a place where people love to work and you really cherish the people that work with you? Also, why it will become more difficult to find and retain talent in the future? and how you can establish an environment where people can feel safe, happy, and fulfilled. Those and more questions are answered by Manuel in this episode. So, without further ado, let's dive into the next CEO Q&A session here at the Virtual Frontier. I hope you enjoy the conversation. So, hello Manuel. Thank you uh, for joining another Q&A session here at the Virtual Frontier today. Happy to have you again. Um, our topic today is um, how to become a more attractive workplace in 2021 or in general. Um, the general the workspace has uh, shifted uh, a lot during the pandemic and over the last couple of years. Um, and it becomes for employees um, more and more important to, to be an attractive workplace. It's not just uh, you hire someone and they get there and they just do their work. Um, there's a lot of bunch, uh, a, a bunch of things that uh, come into the play. So, um, my first question just to start off today is what changes you might have observed in the world of talent, uh, search, find, attract, uh, during the last year? Um, since so many things have changed and especially we all shifted to remote work and, um, as it appears now, it uh, will still stay, um, for a while more, uh, that everyone or a lot of people will work uh, from home office or from wherever. Um, so what changes might uh, have noticed in this uh, space? Good question. I think there, uh, there are so many changes that I don't know where to start, but I think the biggest change is that people see remote work is possible. They know and understand how technology can make remote work possible, how to make it easier. And I think that triggers... Um, the need for more flexibility, for more self-determination of employees. And, you know, it's also the case that employees, especially those with high skills, they can find a job in days. And that makes it even harder for employers to attract these people and to keep these people. So I think since years it's there is no guarantee anymore there is not even a trend anymore that employees stay for years in the same business i mean 10 years and more as it was like i think 1919 so no. but uh, businesses need to be prepared more that their workforce changes there will freelancers join then there will be employees that stay in the business for a year maybe then they have another job so it cannot be just that the business consists of people that somehow try to get the work done. There must be systems that make knowledge persistent. And most importantly, these systems need to allow new talent to get onboarded fast. 
and offboard them fast when they want to leave, but keep the knowledge in the business so that someone else that takes the job of the person leaving can be onboarded fast and efficiently. And I think a business needs to become more like a platform of with, with tools and systems to attract the right clients, right? That's what you do with sales funnels, with automated sales funnels, same methodology. And on the other side, you need to have tools and systems to attract and find the right talent at the right time to deliver the services and products your client wants. So the business needs to become a platform using technology and funnels to attract the right talent and the right clients and then let them collaborate efficiently on the platform, on the business. Mm -hmm. Some businesses will probably think, mm, maybe this um, whole war of talent and uh, searching for talent is just like uh, a period and uh, it will be getting better in the near future or whatever changes. <laughs> um, but wh while it will get only harder to find new uh, talented employees in the future. Because work, real work is getting more and more complex. So you need the, the requirements for talent that works in the business increases while the, the stupid work will be automated anyway in the future. So it's getting harder because requirements to talent increase and talent has way more opportunities to find a job that aligns with their needs and their interests than employers have opportunities to find the right talent. In the past, it was completely different, right? Talent where like they, they could be happy to have a job They could be happy to find a job today. So there is an opportunity for talent to work with any kind of business in the world as the world shifted to a remote work environment. But it can also be a big opportunity for businesses that typically limit themselves with a recruiting radius of 100 kilometers around their office. Now their entire world can become the talent pool. So the question is just, why should talent work with you? How do you find the right talent? How do you onboard them? And how do you stay independent from individuals, meaning when they leave, your knowledge needs to be persistent in the business and your business needs to continue. So that's the big challenge, I would say. Yeah. Especially if you're, I was imagining in the preparation, uh, you're a um, small mid-sized company locally based somewhere in the province and in Germany, whatever. Um, how, how can I as a company like stand out um, as an employee um, in this, in this um, time um, when probably someone would leave to a big tech company somewhere else? Um, what, what, what could be my benefits and in, uh, in, on the employee side and also in the, uh, um, in the, yeah, in the employee side. Yeah, the question is very similar to how can I find the right clients, right? You need to have a marketing funnel for winning employees as well as you have a marketing and sales funnel for winning clients. So there is no way to attract, to become attractive for any kind of talent. You need to understand who is your target market for talent. So basically what you do in marketing is you define your persona to understand the needs and the goals and the fears of your, of your perfect client right so that you can attract them with a proper message you need to do the same meanwhile to attract the right talent you need to understand whom you are talking what the interests should be what their fears are what their goals are in their personal life and in their job and then create a marketing message that really fits but now it's not just done with a marketing message because you might want you might attract great talent but if they come to your business and they see that was just a marketing fake and what they see in the business is just chaos and nothing is real they might leave faster 
then you hire them. And the same is true for clients. When you promise them the world and deliver nothing, they leave. Same for talent. So I think businesses really need to become great at marketing, of course, market to clients, market to talent, and really understand how their business works in terms of how talent creates the services and products and delivers them to the client, right? This is all about workflows and alignment. And when you manage to build a business that aligns with the interest of talent, with the interest of clients and with the interest of stakeholders of the business, then you have a truly valuable business because the business brings everyone together with aligned interests and creates value for them. Okay. Um, as uh, on the one side, chances you get your interviewees um, physically in front of you um, have decreased a lot. And on the other side, yeah. the talent pool uh, has expanded to the whole world, uh, literally, uh, over the last year. What do I need? Uh, and just mention uh, some, some of the parts, but maybe we can uh, uh, um, put uh, some more additional uh, content there. What do I need to change in my hiring and onboarding uh, life cycle when, uh, when I have like this huge shift in, in the, in the um, hiring process? I think onboarding is a very crucial part because you can have the best talent if they come to your business. They have no idea what you expect from them. They have no idea whom they can ask. They have no idea how they collaborate with others. And most importantly, they have no idea when they get a good rating about their job because there is no transparency and no proper expectation setting. That's the worst case. If you don't have that, you are lost. You can attract the best talent. They won't be successful in the business. Um, what, what you need is once you attract them, you need to onboard them and onboarding needs to happen digitally. That means you need to have a structured process that consists of general onboarding to the business, like getting people access to all the tools, explaining them all the tools they need to use to do their job explaining their role and then onboard them to the team so they can understand how they collaborate with the team, the team workflows, etc. Now, the big challenge is that most businesses, managers, business owners, they don't know that. They just know that they need some talent that gets some work done, but they are not specific about what they want, which skills they require, which KPIs the person should um, monitor, how the onboarding needs to be done, which training they need to provide, which coaching they need to provide. Because all these things that I just mentioned didn't exist in times when we had managers just telling people what they do and they were executing things with like dump labor. But right now you want to have people that are able to manage themselves and work towards goals, not just work with command and execution. That's a different thing. So you need different kind of people and that requires a different kind of onboarding. Basically, you need a self onboarding. Literally, that's video trainings with tests, self-tests, not tests that I can tell you, Daniel, you failed, haha, <laughs> but tests where talent can see, oh, I didn't understand that completely. So I ask my contact person and I go through the material again so that I can make sure at the end I pass this test. That means make knowledge persistent in a structured way specifically to the roles that should onboard themselves. And then you have completely digitized onboarding process You can digitally attract talent on bottom automatically, coach them, train them all digitally. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a whole whole education process yeah. um, to training, get the, the yeah, training education to get your employee fit and they, they get fit by themselves, right? right? Yeah. No. What happens in, um, 
when I forgot about things like obligating employees to be uh, present um, certain amount of time per week in the office, uh, get rid of vacation limits, approvals, um, office hours when they need to get uh, uh, lock in, and um, isn't that going to result in a total mess? I asked that because I know we have uh, also already implemented uh, several of those things in our company. I didn't get a question, to be honest. I so, just heard a lot of words, but I didn't get the Yeah, what happens if you forget about um, like obligating your employees to be present in a yeah. certain amount of hours uh, per, per day in the office, uh, get rid of uh, vacation limits and approvals, ah. office hours uh, when they mm. need to log in. So um, isn't that going to result in a total mess? Aha, I see. Yeah, of course. I mean, if you have a culture where everything depends on that, where everything depends on the presence of people for specific office hours in the office, where you have all the rules, who can go on vacation when, and you have the process to approve vacation, etc. And you like don't do this anymore from one day to another. I would say, yes, you create a total mess and nobody knows what to do. That might rearrange in the future, but it will take some time. And I would say it creates a huge amount of chaos. But... Um, The, the thing you need to do first, because, you know, people are used to getting told what they are allowed to do and how they should do it. That's what happens in a typical hierarchical um, organization. But when you shift your workspace and your culture to a result-driven culture, where you don't have managers telling people what to do, but you have coaches helping people to get the work done and deliver the results, they committed to because they want to deliver the results and do this work. Then you have self-managing teams And with self-managing teams, you just need to have rules what they should do when they leave, like find a replacement for this time when you when you leave. But there is no other person that does a central resource management so that when you leave, I, as a resource manager, care that someone else is there to replace you. You have to organize that. Or you go on vacation and say, okay, I still um, take accountability for my work because I can work anywhere and everywhere. That is a choice of the person. That is also possible. And once you have this culture, result-driven culture, I think then it's not a big deal to really get rid of an office and availability hours. You think I think you just need availability hours when you guarantee a specific response time for your clients. Like mm. that's what support teams do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just uh, came up with a different question. Um, when you have an um, employee that uh, has probably worked uh, uh, before more in a hierarchical company uh, with a lot of structures and, and everything is organized with them. They want uh, uh, to onboard a new company. It's a completely different culture. How you can like help help them to get used because it's completely new. Yeah, that For <laughs> them, it's maybe they just uh, arrived into the mess because they don't understand right now. They want, but they, they don't. Um, how that whole self-organized uh, approach works. Mm -hmm. I think that's a challenge, but these people that apply for these kind of companies, they like this challenge. I see that when new people join Bright Solutions, some realize, wow, that's not for me because I really have to care about myself. There are not people telling me what to do. Mm. But on the other side, we are also very well organized. So structures give people safety and security and structures manifest that the right things are done in the correct way every time. Otherwise, if you don't have this, like your onboarding, it's a structure, it's a process, right? It's a system because it needs to do the same things again and again to deliver consistent quality. Otherwise, it's just pure coincidence what you get at the end. And I think people that apply to such a kind of business, they value and appreciate the flexibility 
and the freedom and the independence they can get with these structures and these systems. So I think, yeah, in your, in your employer marketing, you really need to make transparent and put this as a value proposition out to attract talent that really wants to have this kind of culture. And you will repel others that are not a fit for this kind of culture. Same as when you market to clients. Mm. Yeah. Uh, terms like like employee happiness, uh, satisfaction, and also the fulfillment are not uh, only a nice to have in your company, rather than uh, really uh, pillars of, of success. Um, what practical steps can you share on how to get better in making these pillars more strong in your company? The pillar of um, customer satisfaction and ensure uh, no employee, no, employee satisfaction. Is. Yeah, employee exactly. satisfaction and delivering in according to quality standards or what do you mean with delivering? No, in, in general, like like how you make sure that these pillars um, that your company um, has happy employees, uh -huh. um, that, you, that employees are satisfied and fulfilled with their job, as those are the pillars that makes really a successful company, mm -hmm. um, how, how you can make sure that these pillars are getting stronger and stronger inside your company. I would say first provide a culture and the leaders need to be first where it's okay to make failures, where it's okay to be not happy in a day, where it's okay to openly speak about things that concern you, where it's okay to be transparent about your personality, right? In the old school businesses where you have hierarchical um, setups and managers that treat people like resources, etc. I saw that people never talk about no, I don't talk about my personal life, right? I don't talk about personal things. I want to keep myself in the background. So, right, um, in Germany, we say, ich halte mich bedeckt. <laughs> I keep myself covered. Not sure if this is the right word. No. But they are afraid that opening themselves will result in consequences, punishment, whatever. And um, if you bring an atmosphere or a culture into the business where it's okay to talk about these things and managers first or leaders first, I think that is the most important part that people open themselves and then you can openly ask them how are you doing. And like we do this even uh, automatically, like in weekly check-ins, we ask people, how are you feeling today on a scale from one to 10? One is I'm almost dead, 10 is I'm almost the happiest person in the world, right? And that brings transparency. Whenever you see a person checks in, you, Daniel, in the last weeks, you always gave a 10 because, yeah, I don't know, you are pretty happy, it looks like. Other people, they give a five or a six, and then I jump in and ask them, is there something I can help you with? How can I support you? Sometimes they have personal issues with their family or whatever, and of course, I also try to help them, mm. and they appreciate that. And I also do the same. When people ask me, sometimes they say, okay, today's not so, not so good, and then they ask me the same questions. And then we all feel that we support each other, and that, brings, that creates a strong culture. Nice. Manu? I think uh, I had already my last question. So um, thank you again very much for joining us today and hope we see each other next week with a new topic. Yeah, thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye. Have a nice week. I hope you got some helpful takeaways on how your organization become a more attractive workplace where people actually love to work and engage. Check out also our in-depth blog post with 10 practical steps and activities to work on your workplace attractivity. Now, before you leave, hit the subscribe button, give us a thumb up, or share it around with your friends and colleagues. Sign up for the free business builder training on fleshup.io and learn more about how to scale with your business at any time 
work with global top talents and make work better. On behalf of the team here at the Virtual Frontier, I want to thank you for listening. So until the next episode, keep exploring new frontiers. Thank you.